everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Park. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Money. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and today it is just me. I have been recording my clients, as you know, to share with you all about their journeys and how they've manifested things and being able to grow and step through things. And I hope you've all found that helpful. I've heard from a lot of you that you have and that you've really had a lot of big takeaways. And what I love a lot too is that the, who you're going to hear from next year, which I'm recording now as they go through the program and then I'm going to run them back to back next year, is that those people are doing it because the shows before helped them out so much and helped them get to a really good spot. So I am looking forward to that. I've been doing a little bit of work on planning out 2019 and the rest of 2018, and I'm so excited for the rest of the year. You know, I've looked at just so many things, um, looking at new properties right now, you know, looking at uh, selling some properties, which is going to be fun, and just reinvesting in different things in different parts of my life. And so I'm super excited about that. I am also super excited. This is going to be the second episode in my money evolution. I do apologize if you've been waiting because I said I would come back to back. And I've recorded this episode twice and it's somehow disappeared and it was on two different platforms. So I can only know that somebody needs to hear what I have to say uh, right now, today, whenever you're listening. So that must be why it's getting recorded now and getting put out there this week. But I have something exciting coming up for you in the next, you know, for the next part of the year. So for the end of the year, we're going to do some story time, which was, you have all heard from Michelle Reynolds, who I've been interviewing in the Year of Growth series. We've also been friends. She's one of my longest term clients. So she's seen the full evolution of what I do. And I've been able to see how as I've grown as a coach and I do different things, it takes people, it moves them much quicker and much faster than what I used to do. And Michelle is who I see that through most because she's been around since the beginning. She used to come to me when I did very, I mean, all thoughts and beliefs and changing your, your mindset and everything like that. And I did amazing work back then and it worked really well, but what I do now works even faster and I get to see that through Michelle. So You've heard uh, Michelle on the show before, and what you might not know is the way that Michelle and I met was actually through a friend. Michelle did this thing, and she called it story time, and she would actually read. Um, you know, she'd set up, I don't know, it was like Monday nights at seven o'clock, and she would read a self-development book to anyone who wanted to join. You know, she had a big uh, network marketing team, and she invited all the other teams, and I got invited from a friend of a friend who my friend didn't even come to this particular event, but I did. And I was one of the people who showed up week in and week out. And I loved it because as adults, we don't often have people read to us. And there's just, it's a different way of learning, right? And now we have audiobooks, which is super fun. So, and we have podcasts. Um, 10 years ago, we did not have those, which is probably when this was taking place. Or we had those just not as much, right? And so you're listening to a podcast. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, I think three is the plan right now, three of my books. They'll be like three episodes long, but I'm just going to read those to you for story time. 
uh, so that you can have the audios of the books. If you want to go buy any of them, of course you can, but you'll get to hear them audio version here because uh, I do have a lot of requests for that. And some of the older books, the audios have been taken down because they were being stored somewhere that I don't have anymore or, you know, systems have gotten upgraded and not everything has gotten upgraded with that. So I'm going to do my, the second part of my money evolution today. We're going to do three of my books, um, change your money story, which I'm super excited about. That's my newest book. If you haven't gotten it and you don't want to wait, you can go to change your money story and grab your copy. And then I'll do manifest 10,000 and I'll do double your business. And this will really set you up for success over the next year. And even if you've read them, um, this is going to really just set you up for the new year and going in to the new year because hearing them is different. And even if you've heard them before, it'll be awesome. So that's my plan. And intermixed with that will be interviews with me. Of course, I'm going to keep those coming. And then also um, continuing with some of the year of growth series interviews. Uh, those will be continuing throughout the rest of the year. And then in 2019, I'm super excited uh, because you'll get to hear back to back. So you're going to get to hear one story and you're going to get to hear like the whole evolution for like six or eight episodes, which is going to be so much fun. I call it, I'm calling it like a positive podcast reality show and I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be so much fun. I think to hear uh, just back to back the growth and, and what's happening in people's lives. And like I said, we're recording those now. So I'm excited about that for 2019 and I'm excited to share with you the other half of my money evolution. So thank you for being here today. Where I left off last time, I'm just going to recap a little bit, not go over all of it, but you know, I had this dream of financial independence combined with this dream of this coaching practice, right? And I also had a money story. Actually, I had two of them running, money chaser and hot mess. I was a hot mess money chaser. <laughs> and that's true, right? And um, if you remember, you know, it saved up $5,000 and in within like six months of having that money in my savings account, somehow it was gone and I had another $10,000 at least in credit card debt. I don't, it was probably more than that. I don't actually know at this point. Um, I kept chasing a coaching practice. Like I kept doing anything that I thought would help me build the business that I wanted because I didn't know how to build a business. So I just chased it um, because I thought, you know, building a coaching practice would get me to financial independence. And that's part of how I ended up with $10,000 in debt. Um, and chasing at some point also the, the money chaser in me led to a flip that wasn't super successful at the time. It worked out as I changed my money story. And that was really one of the first times looking back where I, I really had to trust that there was a way this was going to work out and that, you know, things could not be awesome in the moment and that they could be awesome later when it came to money um, and big money. What was big money then? So that's kind of where we were, right? And at that point, I came back and I said, what do I really want? And what I had wanted since I was 19 years old was to be financially independent when I learned that was a thing. And so I realized that's what I wanted and that's who I wanted to be. And so I stopped being a hot mess, a money hot mess, right? Because I knew somebody who was financially independent, like they are paying attention and they're not just, tr you know, they're tr they trust money is there, but they don't just... Um, they're not just spending it. They're paying attention. They're making choices with their money. And I, I was, 
it just wasn't, it wasn't bad. Right. I mean, it wasn't super bad. I mean, obviously there was some debt and there was things like that. And there was a lot of things I didn't pay attention to. And if you've heard me any amount of time before, you've probably heard, you know, like one of my, my things was to go to the clearance rack, right. Or go to, um, you know, a different type of store and just sort of buy a hundred or $200 worth of stuff that I didn't need. And it gave me that quick hit high, but long-term it didn't work out. And I, and I gave away a lot of clothes that came off of those, the clearance rack and those $200 shopping trips, uh, away with the tag still on them because it was about the quick hit. I wasn't investing in my happiness as being a money hot mess. Cause that was my story. Right. Um, and I did, and one of the reasons that, um, there is a money hot mess, like being a money hot mess is that your story is often because you don't have this goal or the goal feels too big. Like I knew I wanted to be financially independent, but I kind of forgot about that. And so when I came back to that's my intention is to be financially independent and that's what I want. That's what I really want. I really stopped being a hot mess. And I had learned a couple years before, you know, if you wanted to be financially independent, the quickest path to financial independence is to lower your expenses because the formula for being financially independent is that you have enough money coming in on a monthly basis in a passive way that it covers your monthly expenses, right? And so the quickest way to that is to have the least amount of expenses, the lowest expenses, because then you have to create the least amount of passive income to get yourself free. And once you're free, I mean, you can imagine you have a lot more time, right? When I was able to leave my job, when I had enough passive income in my real estate to pay my bills, it didn't, I didn't match my salary by any means when I left my job, but I had learned to very happily and by investing in what only what made me happy, um, live at a level to where my, my expenses were very low and they could be covered by my passive income and so that I could be free. Right. So I didn't have to get up and go to, go to a job. So I started saving. I decided I was going to live on 60% of my income and I was going to save the rest. Um, and I did that. Um, well, I did that as well as, um, invest in, in, you know, paying down my debt and getting in lowering my expenses. Right. I didn't never say paying down my debt in lowering my expenses. It was an investment in my financial independence. That's what I saw. Everything, every additional um, payment that I made to debt. Uh, I'll tell you how I did it in a second, but all of that was, was not about paying off debt. It wasn't about doing any of that. It was about investing in my financial independence. Right. And, I, and that's also saving. So I said, okay, I'm going to live on 60% of my income and I'm going to save the rest. I had some creative ways of doing that, of training myself to do that. So I would, um, you know, I would definitely, as I was like weaning, not weaning myself off, but I would only put so much in my checking account. And, uh, there's a Kevin Hart skit about, you know, you see my savings in my checking account. And so my brother would refer to that. He's like, you're like Kevin Hart, you know, you can't like transfer. Cause one weekend I wanted to buy something, but I had only, I only put a certain amount in my checking account so that if I wanted to buy something, I had to make a very conscious decision that I was going to move money. And I can't even remember if it was a couch or I don't know what it was. Um, probably wasn't a couch because I definitely wasn't buying a new couch then or a brand new couch. And I had to do something and I was talking to the, him about this and he referenced that Kevin Hart uh, comedy sketch. Um, so if you know, you can relate. That was, that was me as I was training myself, you know, to be, I, I had to like move between my checking and my savings account. Um, 
So I started saving, living off of 60% of my income. I really focused on investing just in my happiness. Like I stopped going to Target altogether <laughs> because I couldn't, for a while, not forever, I just went the other day and I was fine. Um, but it was just that thing that when I walked in there, I spent $200 on things I didn't need to and things that didn't make me happy in the end, right? It'd be one thing if it was a total investment in my happiness, but it wasn't. Uh, and the way that I paid off my credit cards is I snowballed them. Um, actually all my debt, I started with paying off the Jeep. I think I paid that off like six months early. And then I took that, uh, I think it was $246 payment. And I put that on the next, um, smallest debt that I had credit card. And I just paid on that and I just put it on autopilot, right? I guessed like, okay, this card will be paid off on such and such month when it was paid off. I took that payment and you can just Google this. Google like snowball debt and you'll figure out how to do this if this is what you want to do, right? And that's what I did. Um, and I just set it and forget it. And so when one card was paid off, I said, awesome, I've been paying, you know, because I started with 246 on the Jeep. And so then I added that to, I don't know, probably a $100 credit card payment. So that was 346 when that 346 was paid off. I'm kind of making up these numbers other than the Jeep payment. I added that to the next card. Maybe that was 200. So then, you know, I'm paying uh, $546 a month and just kept going until everything was paid off. And one day it was gone. And then I just immediately, so at the end of that, I don't know, maybe I was paying six, $700. I don't remember. I just started then saving that automatically. As soon as that last card was paid off, I just set up an automatic transfer in my bank every month to go from my checking to my savings <laughs> of that, whatever that number it was. Right. And at this moment, I really stopped chasing money and I started being who I wanted to be. This was all part of it, right? Taking um, more of an active role, making decisions, um, snowballing my debt. Like that is the moment I stopped chasing money and being the person that I wanted to be, right? Because who did I want to be? I wanted to be financially independent. And at that time, I didn't have a plan or a path to financial independence, but I was being that person way before because somebody who's financially independent and they have enough passive income coming in to take care of all their expenses for a month, they're paying attention, right? They know what's going in, they know what's coming out and they're paying attention. And so I just started being that person by paying more attention. Um, and again, I didn't have a plan or a path, but I just knew that it would come. Um, and then I just, you know, I kind of just let go of my coaching business a little bit and I started being way more and enjoying right? And, you know, somewhere in this process, I asked myself, like, what do I really want? And what I really wanted was time to build my coaching practice, to not have to work so many hours so that I'd have time to build and market and serve my coaching clients. And as I'm stepping into this person, right, I'm being this person who can be financially independent because that's coming down. I'm asking myself, what do I really want, right? I don't really want, I wanted time, that was really, really felt like I was missing. Like, yes, I wanted a coaching practice and that's what I'd been chasing. But when it came down to it, what I wanted was time. I wanted time to choose. I wanted to be able to choose what I was doing with my time. And so um, when I got really clear about that and I'm also being this person who's living like, who's living with some of the same principles as somebody who's financially independent. I wasn't financially independent yet, but I was being the person who could be financially independent someday, right? So that along with getting clear on what do I really want, you know, my sister one day, she just tells me about this opportunity 
that could definitely cover my bills in 20 hours a week. I think this opportunity paid 75 to a hundred dollars an hour and you had to go get some clients. Um, but she knew because of the type she worked, work she did, she knew how you get those clients. And, she, and from her perspective, she was always looking for people to do this kind of work. Obviously she couldn't hire me, but she knew there were other people with her same job that were also looking for people. And so she thought it would be fairly easy. Now she had probably known about this particular opportunity for two or three years before she ever mentioned it to me. And this is so often what happens when we're manifesting. When you start being the person, these things that are right in front of you start to become, you start to see them, right? She's never mentioned this in two to three years that she's known about this opportunity. But when I start being and I start shifting, she goes, oh yeah, like there's this thing that you could do. You totally qualify. You have the degree that would qualify for it. 75 to a hundred bucks an hour. And I think you can get clients really quickly. Right. I'm like, Oh, and my ears perked up. Right. Is in, I was inspired to start investigating. And one of the things that you know about inspired action is that it's not this, it's, it doesn't feel like chasing, especially if you're a money chaser, it doesn't feel like chasing it feels inspired. It, you can do it slowly. You start to investigate and you look at it. And that's what I did. I started following that inspiration and not chasing it down. Um, and so that kind of opened up a world for me as I started slowly investigating that and really like putting myself in that position. Okay. What does that look like if I'm working 20 hours a week and I have this other time to build the coaching practice that I want? And how does that look in terms of paying my bills and just really playing with being somebody who has the time that I wanted, right? Because that's what it came down to. You know, I want to be financially independent. And what I, what I really wanted was to do what I wanted with my time. And so really thinking and be, putting myself in and being that person who had the time, I just started playing with that. And then what happened next? And this happened... Um, this is the best inspired action literally that's I think has ever happened to me. Um, and it followed a weekend full of self-love. So remember, I'm lining things up. I'm becoming a person who can be financially independent. I'm following these, this inspiration to check out this other opportunity. I'm really um, able to kind of revel in the opportunity and the fact that Ooh, there might, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I could not be working 60 hours and I could pay my bills and I could work 20 hours and this, you know, I'm slowly investigating and putting myself in that place of, Oh, that can happen. Right. And, uh, and then I had a full on self-love weekend. I don't remember what all I do. I just remember it was, it was a lot of self-love and Sunday morning. I'm literally just sitting there and it pops into my head. I wonder what the least expensive place in Denver is. And I have no idea why this pops into my head. I'm just hanging out, right? Probably cleaning the house or something. And I pick up the computer and I start looking. Now this was years ago. <laughs> so um, I found a place that was, it was somewhere between 40 and $50,000 and it was cool. And I was like, Ooh, that looks really awesome. I knew the neighborhood. If you're familiar with Denver, it was in Cap Hill. And I said, Ooh, I want to go look at that. Like that looks really cool. So I called my realtor and I called my sister and we went and looked at it. And then I ran the numbers and I saw the opportunity. I was like, oh, you could make, you can buy this place and you could make four or $500 a month. You could make 10%, right? And I'm like, oh, if I get a loan, I can make $300 a month. And so I could, you know, basically invest, you know, $15,000 and make $300 a month or, or something, some version of those numbers that was close to that. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. So that one didn't work out. 
But what that did was open my eyes, right? Just following that little bit of inspiration. Hmm, I wonder what the least expensive place in Denver is. I didn't have an agenda. I wasn't looking to make anything happen. I was simply following inspiration, right? And I saw this place and I saw the opportunity, right? And that one didn't work out, but I kept at it. And there was another one that didn't work out, right? But then I bought... Um, but then there was one that did work out. And so that one is technically, technically I was financially independent on the day that I bought that one. Cause if I wanted to live there, uh, I think that all everything, the payment and everything on that was like $175, <laughs> um, the, all the expenses on it. And I had enough passive income to cover that. And I had enough passive income to cover like my cell phone bill and my car insurance. And, um, so, you know, I'd eat really cheaply, but I could have been financially independent in that moment um, had I wanted to. And so that really opened the door because the thing about that is that I was like, oh, I could quit my job and, and do that anytime I want, right? Um, but also closing on that place, just another inspired, like just being in, the, in that space, buying that place, and then happening, happening to be there. Um, to get the keys when someone else was there looking at a place and just striking up a conversation is when I realized, oh, okay, I want a two-bedroom condo and I want a one-bedroom condo that pays the rent on my two-bedroom condo. And that's where that sort of formed, if you've heard that story before. And I said, okay, that's what I'm looking for. And uh, it wasn't a couple months later that um, my sister and I found a place, you know, it was, it was, there was a little bit more chain of inspired action that happened. Um, but we bought a place together that was everything she wanted. She got a three bedroom, she got a backyard, she got all this stuff. And I got a two bedroom place and I got the carriage house out back. That was mine. It split up perfectly. Everybody got exactly what they wanted. And the one bedroom carriage house in the back paid for my two bedroom place. And so I had that. And so it was definitely financially independent, right? And before this even happened, you know, there was a moment where I was inspired to look, I was outlining money, 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 which is what manifest 10k was originally. And I was just inspired to see, you know, how much money do I spend in a year? And I was surprised. So I lived off of $24,000 um, in a year. Like that's, that's what I actually spent. You know, I took what I saved and what I invested in properties. And I was like, oh my God, I was just inspired one day to look that up. And I had become, you know, like I had intended to lower my expenses, but I had just sort of set it and forget it. And I was being the person, right? And so without rent, you know, I was spending like $1,200 and my rent was $800 a month. And um, so I was spending about investing about $1,200 a month in the rest of things. And we're not talking, I wasn't living like terribly, like I'd go out to nice dinners, you know, $100 dinners with my friends. I'd get a manicure and a pedicure but I was only investing in things that made me super happy. And so it was easy. I didn't even realize I was um, only spending that much money. And that when I added it up, I was just like, Oh, that's crazy. Um, but then I knew, you know, once I got, as soon as I got the two bedroom place that paid um, or the one bedroom, you know, as soon as I got the property that where one place paid my rent on the other, uh, I was definitely financially independent and I could start the process of leaving my job. Um, and so uh, my money story, um, you know, I used to be a hot mess money chaser, right? But my new money story is 
um, big money finds me. It used to be money finds me, but now it's big money finds me. And that's what happens, right? Big money opportunities find me all the time. Money finds me. Um, and, you know, I still have to rein in the money chaser and the hot mess sometimes. As I'm growing, I find when I'm about to go to the next level, uh, I got to I gotta watch it. I have to pay attention because the chaser in me comes out. And, the, you know, those stories start to bubble up to the surface. They don't take over, but, and they're not, definitely not like they used to be, but they come up, right? And I have to rein in the hot mess and I have to rein in the, the chaser in me. Um, and it's nothing like it used to be. Um, because my new money story is big money finds me. And yet I still keep an eye on those. And I know that when those things start to happen, I'm starting to take big leaps, right? So one of the things that I definitely do is I make sure to keep touching my money, like keep opening my accounts and looking at it because that keeps me from being a hot mess. It keeps that story at bay because as long as I'm touching it, I'm not being a hot mess, right? And by touching it, just like looking at it. Um, and for the chaser, I really have to like learn to check in a little bit. Um, because it, it's more subtle now. Like it's not just this, oh man, I got a money chase. Like sometimes it's subtle and I've, I can look back and I can see like, oh, that's where it was. I often wish I had, I could hire me as a coach, right? Because <laughs> sometimes I don't see it until hindsight. I see it in my clients all the time and I'm like, oh, I wish there was another me that I could hire because I would love to catch some of my stuff sooner. But sometimes I just don't see it because there's nobody there's nobody there that's me, right? I don't have another me looking into my stuff. So, um, and being a money chaser, like it comes up subtly now. And every time it happens, I become a little more aware of it. And again, it's not huge like it was in the past by any means. Um, but I just know that it does come up and I can see it. And so, and I also know that when, you know, being a hot mess or money chaser comes up, I'm about to grow and something amazing is about to happen. And I'm just like releasing even more of that story. As I step into my story, big money finds me, which is my favorite story. So I hope you have enjoyed this journey and my money evolution. I will keep you updated, but this is really my money story evolution. Um, you know, <laughs> this is, this is it. And, uh, this is where I am now. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that my, that big money finds me is the title of my story. Cause it, you know, I, I was, I was a hot mess money chaser and to have let go of that story and be able to live big money finds me is amazing. And I love that I get to share that with all of my clients as well in the enchanted circle. If you want to know more about money stories, you want to identify your money story, cause that really will help you bring awareness and start to change it. Uh, you can go to change your money story I will also be reading that, uh, in the next couple episodes and then you can, you know, decide if you want to go get it. But if you want it right now, go to changeyourmoneystorybook.com, identify your money story. And that book tells you how to start changing it. I love that book. I'm so proud of that book. Um, and mostly like as this is for, you know, coaches and business owners, especially will hopefully love this part. You know, just when you get to this, it's been almost five years since I quit my job. And so it's almost five years. So, you know, money, money, money came out about three or four months after I quit my job. And so um, it's been about four and a half years that I have been helping people manifest money, which changes your money mindset. And I didn't know in the beginning where that all would go. And I didn't know 
when I started interviewing my clients, that then I would be able to see these five money stories that play out, you know, that you develop sort of just because, because you're not developing a money story consciously. You just somehow pick one up, um, sometimes based on what happens to you, sometimes based on your parents, sometimes based on wanting to be the opposite of your parents. Um, but these are just default money stories. And now I get to educate you all on them so that you can become aware and start shifting them and start manifesting and attracting more money into your life. So thank you for being here. I can't wait for story time next week. Have a fabulous rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn more about enrolling in the Enchanted Circle, go to cassieparks.com.